At Mika, uh, we want to connect with women who have stepped out of their comfort zone, follow their instincts, and dare to try something different for their lives. And when I found our guest today on Instagram, in just five minutes, I felt so inspired and I wanted to share our first conversation with all our listeners. A conversation from the heart with a beautiful woman. She is uh, Milica Antunova. I hope I am pronouncing well your name. And a genius in marketing, a charming person who is currently connected to her home in Bulgaria, nature. Milica, welcome to Mika Podcast. How is everything? How is your beautiful puppy that is killing me every day when I open your Instagram? It's so beautiful. My guy, it's a girl, right? It's a boy, actually. Um, oh. He's extremely adorable. His name is Forrest. He grows oh. by the minute. Honestly, he grows so quickly. <laughs> um, and he's extremely cute. There's something new about him every single day. He's very playful, but he's also very snuggly. <laughs> Congratulations. It's like a first time to be somehow a parent, right? Because they they bring a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of uh, teachings to our lives, a lot of uh, uh, joy and experiences. They're amazing. I love dogs. I cannot live without a dog in my house, so I can understand you. I actually uh, wanted the puppy since I was a child, and my dad surprised me with this puppy now, <laughs> 26 years uh, later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I never got a puppy as a child. That's amazing. I'm I'm so happy that he was the one giving it to you. Yeah, that's... him and my partner, they uh, got together to surprise me. It was very, very cute. That's so nice. I really love to see photos of him, especially with this little sweater that you make him. My oh, mom that's... made it for him. It's so cute, ah, but... but he already outgrew it. I can't believe it. <laughs> Super stylish. Oh, I really like it. I actually was going to ask you where you bought it. And then I read that was uh, I didn't know it was your mom. I thought it was you, and I was like, oh my god, it's really, really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, mom so, and I are actually working on something very cute. We're looking at making cute dog bandanas. So. Oh my god, really? Yes. Okay. I am in. I am in. I want one, two, three. Actually, we have three dogs in my house, so. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, so could you share with us a little bit about your life story and, and what factors led you to decide to return to Bulgaria and to adopt your style of life, your lifestyle? I actually, since a very young age, I knew I wanted to go and study abroad. That's why I went and studied in a language school. And when the time came, I did go and study abroad in Australia. Um, Mm -hmm. I studied at Gold Coast, which is an amazing place. If anyone's ever traveling to Australia, Gold Coast is a must. Honestly, it's amazing. Um, So I studied there, graduated, got a very good job straight away out of university. Um, Got promoted very quickly to a bigger and better role as a complex marketing specialist for one of the biggest hotel chains in the world. Uh, So I looked after a few properties and the region in Melbourne which was amazing really it was a great opportunity I learned so much I had 
absolutely amazing mentors. Honestly, I could have not asked for a better start of my career. Um, and I absolutely loved the entire journey. Whilst uh, I was in Melbourne, I actually met Peter, my current partner. Um, he's Bulgarian. So it was okay, very... Okay, I was going to ask. So, okay, he's Bulgarian, but he was living in Australia. Yes, he was studying information oh. technology in Australia. And we completely met by chance, actually. It was... Um, was the destiny i guess i don't know <laughs> you could say that um but yeah it was not expected to be honest but i'm so so very grateful for it honestly oh my god that's so romantic <laughs> it's like i mean to bulgari first of all you don't find bulgarian so easy in other countries like in australia especially right. in australia the community is yeah, yeah, very small Bulgari- yeah you can find bulgarians in uk or maybe netherlands money but in australia and that's so romantic <laughs> it was very cute and yeah we got together pretty quickly uh we lived there for about two years and then we started slowly slowly realizing that whilst we love australia we love the lifestyle and the great opportunities that we have in our careers um we would have never been truly fulfilled because we were very far away from our families and from our friends mm-hmm. um and we'd always miss out on things which was very unfortunate we'd also as any big western country well it's not western but anyway <laughs> as any big country uh, you only get about four weeks holiday a year And Mm -hmm. those four weeks when you live on the other side of the world, you need to use them to come back to your family, to your own country, which limits your um, adventures and traveling. And we both really, really wanted to travel. So when we decided to actually come back to Europe, we did not decide for Bulgaria, we decided to come back to Europe. Um, It was a long decision. It took us about six to eight months to decide it. But it was for those very reasons, to be close to our Mm -hmm. families, closer to our roots, closer to our friends and to be able to see more of the world um Mm -hmm. but yeah so it was very actually lucky that we came back to bulgaria in the time that we did because our plane ticket was for the 20th of january 2020 which was just Mm, before COVID. it was a month before COVID, and we came back to bulgaria and then COVID hit um and we yeah extremely lucky because australia had it really tough (laughs) i know australia it's like crazy at the moment with COVID rules. And not only that, that will limit even more the possibilities to see your family, which is the, the current situation I have right now because I, I have a Bulgarian, have Bulgarian, have Colombian baby, and I want to see my family and, and I can't do it that easy. <laughs> cannot go and just take a plane to Colombia uh, you know, tomorrow because oh. there's so many rules and they change all the time. And that makes um the situation a little bit hard i think for the emotional process is is harder it's like imagine you're well you were far far away from your family and you knew that you only had a little chance a little opportunity to see them once a year but now with covid that possibility is uh, maybe and that makes the process even hard so i'm so happy that you returned (laughs) just on time and you both so you'll return with your partner which is also great and so you you came back to Bulgaria and then what what was the plan um because now you have a completely different style of life that you had uh in Australia I, I imagine yes absolutely so 
when we came back, um, we went to Varna, which is the city my partner is from. Um, it's a larger city in Bulgaria. And we stayed there with his parents for a few months uh, when the lockdown especially hit. We couldn't really uh, move that much. But in the summer, we started traveling. And there is a really beautiful village where I'm from, where my grandma is from, called Kravenik. It's in central of Bulgaria, uh, in the central Balkan. And it's it's really, really stunning. And we would come back all summer to do hikes. Like we would go all around um, the mountains and we completely loved it. And my grandma's house is completely empty. No one was living here. So um, we thought, well, why not do something completely different? You know, we came from the massive city with 5 million people when we were traveling 40 minutes to work mm -hmm. and back. And, you know, we had this big cosmopolitan life, I guess. And... After yeah. everything that happened in the world, we realized that for us, the happiness, the daily happiness is really in the small things, in uh -huh. feeling free. And I guess in a village like this, when there's no one around you, you don't feel that you're in a lockdown. You wake up uh -huh. and you see the sun and you hear the birds and you breathe in the freshest of air. So honestly, I haven't, read, I haven't ha felt that good in a long, long time. Melbourne doesn't have such a fresh air, neither does Varna. I mean... It's obviously better than Sofia, but in the mountains, it's absolutely yeah, stunning. It's so magical. It's so it's... magical and so refreshing. And I totally got you. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk with you so much. Because I, I felt kind of the same. Because I also travel a lot uh, for a couple of years, maybe for nine years, um, maybe more than 30 countries. And I was constantly traveling. And then in some point, I end living in Bogota which is really crazy city. And now they change to the countryside in Bulgaria. It's, uh, I don't know, it's bringing a new me that I didn't know. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's so good. I'm learning, I'm learning so much about myself. And you are so right about the lockdown because my friends and everyone who was in the city, they were getting too anxious. And here we have all the freedom, all the space. And the garden is a forest. And I felt I felt so lucky to have a forest as a garden. Obviously, it has a there is a, a moment of transition, right? Trying to adapt to this new style of life. It can be sometimes difficult. How is it going for you? Because for me, sometimes uh, I am a romantic person. I, I think there's two types of people. My husband is Bulgarian, and I think he has more of the background of the grandparents. Uh, he's more of a active person who wants to grow tomatoes in the garden he put like he likes to make gardens and uh, he buys flowers and he walks around the forest and collect things and I am more a, a romantic person who likes to drink a coffee and see the the forest in each season and write poetry <laughs> so I am not so much a, like it's taking me a while to really connect to certain activities. So how is that process for you and your partner? Um, my partner and I have always, uh, I guess I've always been really connected to nature because I grew up here. I basically grew up here. I mean, um, the summers, the weekends, every single free time off school, I was here with my grandma and she taught me all those things where we'd grown our, or grow our own potatoes and tomatoes and corn and so on. So there was a lot of field work, I guess, which 
I'm very used to, but my partner is more of a city boy. So he was from Varna and he enjoys the hikes. He enjoys the views. He enjoys the um, comfort, I guess, because there's a certain comfort being in nature. No one disturbs you. You don't hear cars. You don't hear noises. You don't hear neighbors. And he loves the calmness as well. Whilst I really enjoy um, connecting back with my roots and my nature. Um, actually, we had a really fun project with my grandpa this past summer. Um, we grew tomatoes, which was really fun for me because as since a child, I loved tomatoes. I mean, I have not tried a better tomato than the Bulgarian tomato. <laughs> I have to it's say true. it. <laughs> yes, it's so true. I, I, like, yes. <laughs> I am 100%. Yeah, like, I am pro-Bulgarian tomato. I... <laughs> They're amazing, I and I really tomatoes. miss them in Australia. So having the chance, yeah, it's, sorry, it's good. They're so good. There's nothing like Bulgarian tomatoes. They are so magical, honestly. Exactly. I miss them so much. I lived in Australia for seven years, and I would keep telling people, "Do you know you've never tasted a real tomato?" And they would look at me very weirdly, like, "What do you mean? There are tomatoes in coals and woolies?" Like, yeah, no, but these are not tomatoes. <laughs> So yeah, it was really fun to actually grow my own tomatoes with my grandpa. He was giving me tips and we grew them the old way with no fertilizers or anything like this, organically, which was amazing. They tasted just like my childhood. They probably tasted like really sweet to me because I obviously grew them, um, which was fun. But yeah, these are little projects that I enjoy doing. It didn't take long because most people would think it would take me like 10 minutes a day and that was it. Maybe 15 when I had to water them but that's about it so yeah as you said earlier there are difficult parts of living in a village but i think it's extremely rewarding um mm-hmm. living in a place like this if you obviously enjoy that kind of lifestyle but yeah for me for me it's very very rewarding because i feel free and i feel i could do anything i want it doesn't matter if i want to grow my own tomatoes i'll grow my own tomatoes if i want to develop a marketing agency within a village i'll do it and i'm doing it and i think that's really good (laughs) yeah that's such a a little difference from the previous generation right that was more 100 percent focused on being sustainable or i mean they had the communism and everything changed and now our generation um had different background we study in a university we have computers internet uh but i love the fact that you are finding a middle point in between uh all the knowledge from our ancestors and the new knowledge the technology the technology and using different tools to to feed your own life uh, and your own body mind and soul Uh, this is amazing one of the things I really admire about you is how much you show respect for your grandparents and the knowledge they have. And that's one of the first opinions I, I or first observations I have when I arrived to Bulgaria. Because uh, in South America, we don't have this uh, culture of uh, extremely wise grandparents. <laughs> um, no, like this. Uh, here, the, the adults and babos, I don't know if you can say it like this in plural, but... Um, it's incredible how much they know, how much, how kind they are, how open they are to teach others. Um, I never saw that before in another country. Um, so much knowledge in, in terms of being sustainable. And when I arrived here, I, I didn't see many young people opening to this knowledge. So I remember having a lot of conversations with my husband. Um, and I, I was telling him, like, what's going to happen with this knowledge? 
is it gonna be lost because it's not modern and it's not cool um but now that I'm seeing you doing it and you're posting it on Instagram and I feel that this is it's just such a good example for us to admire all the, their knowledge and their job right absolutely I think I think it's important to not forget our past but to learn from it I guess I actually Mm -hmm. have really great conversations with my grandpa he's extremely clever he's very very smart he was a machine engineer in his days and he actually learned how to use a computer and has a smartphone when I left for Australia so he could talk to me with my grandma Um, rest in peace she's no longer with us but um, I just have my grandpa and he is so good with the computers I mean he searches everything he finds recipes online he cooks them up like he's I admire the fact that he's open to our world um, Mm -hmm. and I am open to his and I guess that's a really special connection to have between two people from completely generations when we're both open to the different worlds and I think that's key when it comes to actually um, remembering that knowledge I guess and having a good relationship with our grandparents yeah it's very special it's very special and I would say it's very special in Bulgaria um, there is something here with the grandparent community. Oh, you're <laughs> this too is kind. Strong. You're no, so, it's so kind. It's, true. it's not that the grandparents in South America and America are bad. It's not, I'm not I'm talking bad about them, but they have other roles. It's different. It's just here. It's, it's a strong community of grandparents, <laughs> big community. <laughs> and and all of them uh, change, actually, a lot of my perspectives in life. And I am so like, and I'm, I'm not Bulgarian, but I respect them so much. And I see how my husband uh, is very much like you in the way of thinking. And I see him very like, sometimes no, sometimes he's very nostalgic and he really loves the, their knowledge and loves them. So I think it's amazing. Um, for example, right now we have a, a grandma in this uh, village where we live in the forest and she's the only grandma. Oh, she's wow. not related. <laughs> She's yeah, she's um, not a relative, but she treats us like the gra- our great. She thinks that we are her grandkids. They do that, uh, don't they? They're so cute. <laughs> they adopt, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and she's eighty three years old, and she spent all the winters alone. And for me, that's a real feminist woman. She's strong. She really is independent. Uh, so healthy. And I can see that it's the environment also that helped her to be so healthy. And she always told me the air in the Balkans, it's the healthiest, the cleanest. And this is what makes me uh, be an old person, a healthy old person. And then we were so inspired by her because we see her so healthy. And so so every and now I observe it, all the apples, cheats and everything is organic. And if I live in the city, if I want to buy organic food, it's really expensive. So here is even cheaper. Here it's, it's amazing. free. I mean, there are apples, <laughs> apple trees everywhere. We just pick up the apples. <laughs> yeah, I know organic is amazing. So what advice could you give to someone who wants to change their lifestyle for a more natural one, but they don't know how to start? They're a little bit afraid. Um. It's actually probably a bit of a different uh, different advice, but I would start with 
finding your why. There is a book by Simon Sinek um, on the why concept. And I think once you find your why, why do you exist? Why do you do what you do? Um, you get to find out whether you truly are ready to live in nature and with nature. We, we, oh. we don't live in nature. We live with it. Um, so I guess once you find your why and you realize that you're really ready to take that step, it's much easier. Um, you just need to know what, uh, what is it that you care about. Do you care about the animals? Do you care about the nature? Do you care about uh, being in a community with the older generation, I guess? Or do you care about having the freedom and the fresh air? So once you do that, you'll be able to pinpoint, I guess, a exact location where you want to do it because wherever you are in the world and if you wanted to go um, live in the countryside, Every single um, space that has less human impact, like the villages we live in, um, it, it has something special to offer and it's very unique. Um, and you need to be able to connect with it. I connect here with the Balkan. I, I truly do. Um, that view that I have outside of my window, that is what mm -hmm. really uh, re-energizes me and gives me motivation to keep going. Um, and once you do that and you pinpoint the location where you want to be, I would say yes, um, to find how would you actually um, work? Like, what would you do for work? For, for us, it was mm -hmm. very easy because my partner and I, for example, he's a programmer, I'm a marketer, and we both can work digitally. And I guess that's the one amazing thing about COVID. We all learned that most of us in today's world, we can work remotely, which is, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, so you just need some internet connection. Um, you should be ready to make some sac sacrifices. It's not as easy as it is in the city, obviously. Like, for example, for us here, we don't have unlimited internet. Uh, we simply mm -hmm. don't, and we can't have it. But we're paying a little bit more for internet, but it's it's good quality. I mean, we're chatting on the podcast now, and we don't have any issues. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's we right. need to... <laughs> exactly. But we need those little bit of sacrifices. So we can't really stream Netflix. Uh, but you find other creative activities, which, they, which I think is amazing. You would go for a walk after dinner, if it's still summer. In winter, we'd play board games or simply talk. And um, I think these are valuable experiences. You just need to be ready for it. Also, sometimes we simply don't have electricity. There's too much snow. There's too much wind. You know, we live wow. with the nature, not in it, as I said. So be prepared for those little things with an open mind and I guess you'll receive back because you'll receive back your creativity. I think we really, really lose our creativity on social media and on the internet, I guess. Um, and being able to get bored is extremely important. Get bored because that's when you get creative, um, in my opinion, obviously. Um, yeah. So yeah, the advice I could give is really find your why and be open to new experiences because nature will give you that for sure. I experienced a lot in my first week here and Oh my god, we met a massive snake, we had lots of spiders, it was a lot, but now we see it, we're like, oh, well, yeah, that's normal, we live in nature, you know, we've got reindeers, last night we were coming back from um, a place we went to socialize with friends, and we're coming back and we see this massive reindeer on the road, and you know, that's a moment where you stop and you just admire it, and, and you simply wait to for for nature to <laughs> pass by, mm -hmm. and and that's extremely amazing. We, yeah, we we love it. Um, and I guess I turned the advice into a story. I'm sorry about that. It's so beautiful! <laughs> wow, no, I I am so grateful with that. This is the best piece of advice. I I wish I could hear it four years ago, honestly, because uh, starting with an uh, open mind 
and, and um, understanding this why will help the process to be better and more positive, to reduce the stress and then, you know, sometimes negative mind or the problematic thoughts can come. But if you know the why, if you respect nature, if you know, okay, I am here and this is normal, then things will turn different, as you say, because the, the, the mindset is different. The exactly. narrative that you're getting to your own mind is completely different. And, and uh, for me, it had been a whole process, honestly. It had been a process because um, sometimes I forget my why uh, because I've been traveling so much for so long that somehow my mind mutated. <laughs> and, and this is like first time in long, long, long time, probably uh, 15 years in which I am in one place for more than three years. And, and I'm used to change. And, and now I am, hey, stay in one place. You have a family. And, and it's, it's taking me a, a, a while. So I love what you just said. I really resonate with that. <laughs> oh. Because it's so true. It's so true. It's so true. And also being patient. Uh, that, uh, for example, you arrive to an old house. There are plenty old houses in Bulgaria that needs to be renovated <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> obviously you arrive to a no house but you arrive to a paradise basically i remember thinking oh my god i am literally in paradise this is so pretty every season is amazing and the seasons in bulgaria are very like i would say very raw very like the book sees i don't know if i have a children book and i can show the seasons to my daughter that's how it works in bulgaria it's very literal each season because I, I see very like intense colors now in, in autumn. Uh, while in England and other countries in the Netherlands, autumn is raining, raining, you cannot even see the colors so well. And here you can really taste the seasons. They're very distinctive. And that's one very particular thing I really, really missed whilst living in Australia. I missed the change of seasons. I really did. So interesting. Um, I am getting to know, to get used to the change of the seasons. Um, because I guess in Australia, we have similar weather than in, in South America, some places. All the year, right? You choose your weather somehow more warm. But here, really, which um, um, what is that thing that brings you the seasons? I don't know how to ask you the question properly, but... Um, why did you miss them? Was that a learning process that you get from each season? And especially now that you are in the forest? I guess, um, firstly, I grew up with the seasons, obviously. So it was a bit nostalgic for me. And also my parents, I was very fortunate that my parents would take me into nature a lot. I mean, they would take me out on Friday early from school and they would bring me up on a peak somewhere. We would go for a hiking for the weekend. So I was very used to nature and I was very used to, to the change of seasons. And just like you, as you said, you are used to traveling and to constant change, not as used to um, being in the same spot constantly at the same time. And once I went to Australia, I was at one spot, but nothing was changing. And that was very weird for me. On the Gold Coast, as I said, absolutely beautiful place. But out of 365 days, there are 300 days of sunshine. That for me was boring. I mean, I was waiting for that thunderstorm. I really was because I was used to it. You know, each season brings a different feeling. Each season yeah. brings something new with it. And, and I love that change. And I love that I could be part of nature and I could see how... Uh, nature changes because we're really guests here um, on this planet and 
I think it's absolutely uh, a great opportunity to be able to see all four seasons because, as you said, in Bulgaria, they're extremely distinctive and you can see through winter, through summer, through spring. You know, you could see when there is no life. It's just the snow. And then life slowly starts to show up. You, You start hearing the birds and you see the first flower coming out of the snow and a little bit of green grass. And Yeah, it makes me so introspective. I don't know if it's me, but it makes me very introspective when I see for example when I'm in winter I my thoughts and my my body and everything change somehow and this is so fascinating for me that I never had seasons it's so fascinating I am getting more excited about it especially because even the clothes I obviously the style change a little bit and I am very much of a cozy person like I like uh, cozy things hot chocolates and and sweaters and now I am in my favorite but I also love the sun and yeah Bulgaria is it's an amazing place okay and now changing a little bit the topic for um so our project focuses a lot in self-love uh, for women so what is self-love for you and how's how has this inner journey been in your life self-love for me is really standing my ground and and respecting myself, um, respecting my own choices, my decisions, my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions. Um, I think once I respect who I am as my mind, body, and soul, um, that is when I truly uh, feel that I love myself because to be able to love and to give love, I think a person should be able to love themselves. Um, and yeah, self-love for me is really that one thing, to to stand my ground, to be who I am, to believe in it, and not let others choose who I am, what I do, or how should I feel. Um, if I want to feel angry at something, I will, and I will not apologize for it. If I want to take the day off, and it's not a Sunday, it's a Wednesday, I will take that day off because I deserve it, because I feel like it. And I believe that when you, when I listen to myself, when to my body and to my soul and to my mind, um, when I listen to myself, when I love myself, I become more productive for uh, both for others and for myself and for the community, I guess. Because um, when a person feels good, that's when they're able to give good things as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's probably... Um, I, I obviously I haven't actually really thought about that question because I wanted to be completely raw and authentic when I talk to you. So it's just <laughs> straightly coming out it's of beautiful. how no, I it's, feel. It's so beautiful. I really love to hear you. I can't hear you for hours, honestly. Oh. Uh, so yes, it's so true. Uh, sometimes for many of us, it takes a lot of time to respect, self-respect, you know, to Sometimes we criticize ourselves too much or judge ourselves too much. Oh, we look in this way today or, um, you know, there's so many. This, we have this little, I don't know if you had it sometimes or you have sometimes this little annoying voice that comes to us um, with this criticism. Oh, maybe today you don't look that good or um, you're not doing enough well or, you know, it's, and something we are working currently or we are bringing this topic to the table is how to uh, live with that voice when it comes, how to kindly or maybe with compassion uh, teach to these boys, uh, maybe to the inner child that we have inside, you know, to be softer, 
And then eventually we arrive to the point that you mentioned, which is fully so self-respect and, in, and listening to your own mind and body because our minds and body are always telling us what we need to be good, to feel good. That mm. point that you bring up about the self-criticism is very valid because I often criticize myself, but then I also journal. I step back and I try to journal and realize why am I criticizing myself? First of all, why did I make that decision? If I've made it, there is a reason for it. And um, even if now I feel like I did something wrong or whatever, that's okay because I've learned from that past experience, from the thing I've done. Um, and yeah, I, I really work on criticism myself because I experienced it a lot. Um, I used to compare myself and I hate that now. I hate that I compared myself with others. But I guess that's what social media does to us. Yeah. Um, and I've come to realize those things when I moved out here, actually, when I moved out in nature, I've come to realize when I, when I was able to slow down that that's mm -hmm. when I, when I realized that, um, yeah, I can criticize myself. There's nothing too wrong with it. As long as we realize that when we, uh, what we've done, we've done it for a reason and we've learned from it to become a better person today, even if that thing that we did was yesterday. So Sometimes self-criticizing, it's okay as long to me, as long as I realize that um, I don't beat myself myself up. I just realize that I'm um, that I've learned from it, and I'm, I'm continuing learning because we'll never ever stop learning. That's one thing for my grandpa. He's 75 years old, and he goes on the internet and he reads, and then he goes and does some stuff in his garage because he keeps his mind active, and that's also I think extremely important and why older people get to live a much longer when they keep their minds active because they don't yeah. let them become stagnant. Absolutely true. Uh, and there's so many things to do in this planet and so many <laughs> exciting things if we get creative, as you said. And you mentioned something, which is journaling. And how did you develop this habit of journaling? Um, is it new for you? Um, very, very new for me, actually. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say how I did it because it's probably a an ad for someone else. I mean, as a recommendation. <laughs> or, uh, but yeah, I started with a it uh, with a guided journal um, mm -hmm. that is by a Bulgarian um, by a Bulgarian girl. Uh, she illustrates and she's done this amazing guided journal that follows along your life for 12 months. I've just finished it. And it asks you questions, um, really, that make you think and self-reflect and um, put yourself up for new challenges. So that's how I started it, with that one journal that I found simply on Instagram. And I decided to yes. invest in it. It's completely a beautiful there's so many tools and habits to, for us to implement in our lives that will, you know, optimize our minds and bodies. And journaling is one of them, which is my favorite, one of my favorite ones. I have done it forever since I am like 10 years old. Oh, that's and amazing. I have journals, yeah, I have journals everywhere. <laughs> um, so that's why I asked you because I resonate a lot with journaling. And yeah, it's one, it's one of the healing tools I call and I use it um, now. I use it for specific reasons, um, not daily, but in each like in each stage of my life, I use it different. Now I am a, now I am a mother, and 
I need it for other reasons, uh, but definitely is an amazing tool. And it also it's a universe, it's a whole universe of possibilities. There is so many ways of journaling and maybe I will make a podcast about that one day. <laughs> Please do, it sounds very interesting. <laughs> it sure sounds very, very interesting because a year later now, after I finished that journal and it was guided, I still feel the need sometimes to just sit down and write. Uh, mm-hmm. and it would be amazing to actually learn about techniques of journaling I love it because there's yeah, no judgment sure. in journaling for, for <laughs> sure I am so much into it that for sure I would share that with you and with everyone <laughs> oh. oh my god it's so nice to talk, talk with you I am so happy talking with you um, It's uh, our podcast is, done, is finished because it's uh, maximum 40 minutes but mm-hmm. I had another question well this is going to be the last um, and is uh, do you have any projects going on um that people can follow um maybe communities that because you're so much into marketing that you're building around you uh in terms of other projects that i follow or my own projects your your own projects are you in some uh, you developing some projects around you in, in maybe um around in your area or something like that something that brings community together together so currently I'm actually working on obviously developing our own agency with Peter. We just hired a team, which is very exciting. Um, and then, as I said, I'm creating this little project with my mom for tiny good things. I call it tiny good collection. It will be live soon. I hope. And it's with oh, him. God. Yes. Please share it with us. Share it I with will. Mika. We'll promote it. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I will, will. It will be basically a collection of, really tiny good things um, that are handmade by my mom and by my grandpa and I guess it's a real really small family project so that's one thing I'm working on and I am hoping on a lot lot more things Um, but I'm taking it step by step Uh, we've just got a house as well which we're renovating and I've got a very exciting project for it as well but it's probably a few years away I have to be patient for it good things come slowly Um, but I also do if if people feel like following along my journey I love sharing the people I work with the company the companies I work with because they all each of them has really amazing stories like and the people behind all those businesses have really amazing stories so I try and create community around myself because I choose who to work with um marketing is very creative and I guess you really need to uh, believe in the project you do to be able to actually uh, bring it to life to bring my visions to life so I try and create community around uh, the little agency it's actually called PM humans and it's um, okay. there's a specific reason why it's called PM humans it's where you're programming and marketing humans we are not your agency amazing I love it so, and and then Honestly, marketing is necessary in Bulgaria. Good marketing. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you know what right. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So I'm being also into marketing and, um, and this field, like the marketing field in Bulgaria needs to uh, grow a little bit more. And I'm happy you are creating your own agency and I'm sure it will be successful. And I, yeah, I, I'm just so grateful. I'm Me so too. grateful <laughs> with this conversation. <laughs> yes we should do a part two for the first maybe uh, when the first collection is out and maybe in a couple of months maybe in the spring I would love to talk with you again and I'm so grateful with this conversation thank you so much for taking the time um, speaking with, with me and with everyone in Mika 
I hope to see you as well very soon. I hope to see you in person as well to invite you to a proper cafe. <laughs> or yes, tea, me I too. Know. I would love it. <laughs> yes, we should do it. Okay, Milica. So have a beautiful afternoon and hugs from this side of the forest. <laughs> oh, you too. Enjoy the beautiful weather today. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Thank Say you. Say hello bye. to forest, please. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.